plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management, the hosts of Your Healthy Retirement. Joining Steve and Sean on today's show are Pat Kelly and Peter St. James. Unfortunately, to get to a decent retirement, it takes hard work. It takes hard work and it takes a certain amount of risk. And we've talked about risk, risk tolerances and what you're comfortable with. I want to dig in a little bit deeper on specific the market. So risk tolerance can fall into different strategies in all different types of financial products. Now I'm going to focus more on just your risk and how it can be tied into the market. That means investing in Wall Street. Different factors can affect uh, and have an effect on markets. You have the typical uh, going up and down of the cycles of the economy tied in various factors within the market. Uh, systemic risk, which is basic uncertainty that the market holds. And that's there's always going to be that portion there. Mm-hmm. You're also going to have political risk and political outlooks. And we, we've kind of experienced oh, that in the okay. last couple of years. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting how people will all of a sudden, their risk profile will be one place. But when events and things like this occur, the chatter in the ears from all the different directions, they start to think, oh, well, we're going to have a political change and, you know, the market's going to do this or the market's going to do that. You know, there's a small portion of politics that mm-hmm. will, will move the will move the needle in, in the markets. Right. But when you're looking at the market as a whole for long periods of time, it's short term. Don't worry about it. Right. Which is right. always the way you should be looking at the market anyway. Stick with what yeah. you are aligned with. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be short-term moments in your life. Don't do the knee-jerk reaction unless your emotions take over, okay? But both of you have talked in the past about in the future, taxes are probably going to go up. We do. Okay, they're not going to go down. They're going to go up. Mm-hmm. And, and we've talked about these stimulus programs that, you know, hey, it's putting money in people's bank accounts, and I'm not trying to turn this political, but somewhere along the line, somebody's going to present a bill down the road, and it's going to have to be paid. Do I need to factor that into my retirement plans? Absolutely. It's a it's a risk, right? It's okay. A, and, and it's a risk that you're going to have to pay more money over to Uncle Sam uh, when you're in retirement and you're technically or theoretically not bringing an in income anymore. Um, so it, it's a risk that puts, it's going to, and, and that risk is now going to get amplified into other risks. One being uh, longevity risk. Longevity risk is that you outlive your money. Mm. Well, if now you're paying more money that you saved over to taxes, you've now increased the chance of outliving your money. Oh, sure. Right? So they all come together and they all, all these risks kind of play off of each other. That's where we come into the equation when we're building a retirement plan. And I, you use the phrase perfectly, looking down the road. And when you look down that road, you're going to have roadblocks. And those roadblocks Several things can be done. Some of them you can eliminate, which if that's you have the ability to do that, great. Mm-hmm. Some of them you're never going to be able to eliminate, and you're going to have to minimize them and understand what the impact on you and your retirement plan is. And that's risk. That's the risk that those are the conversations we're going to have. You know, you're going to go through market cycles. You're going to have expansion. You're going to have another pullback. You, you'll always have pullbacks in the market on a year-to-year basis, even during a bull run, mm-hmm. every year you'll see a two two or three times, maybe four, 
there's going to be a pullback in the market. Is there a difference between pullback and crash? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just like, well, I don't know if that was just a nice Actually, little a euphemism. Question. Yeah, <laughs> a, a crash is typically very quick and very dramatic. Okay. Um, you know, it's if you if you lose fifty percent of the stock market value, that's a crash. Yeah. I don't know if there's a definition for it, but if you you know a normal pullback is is just normal. This thing's cyclical, right? It goes up, it comes down. So if you have a a, a decline of ten, fifteen, twenty percent, twenty percent actually might be a a bear market, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, but it's normal, right? Crashes aren't normal. They're exogenous okay. events mm-hmm. that yeah. um, it's, they're very hard to predict. Okay. Um, and like I said, they end with a thud. <laughs> I know it sounded irreverent, but when you say pullback, you're per- industry professionals, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So, so is that a pullback is okay, crash, not so good. I get uh, that. Better, better yet, you can use the terminology of market correction. Correction. Oh, okay. nice. Yes. Okay. okay. Yep. Pullback now, and, and is that one of the reasons in the past we've talked about Roth paying your taxes now as opposed to down the road later? Absolutely. Okay. That's that's going to always. That's part of your looking down the road thing. Correct. Correct. Okay. And and looking for other different financial strategies that will create tax free income down the road, and, and they're out there. It's just you can't go into it expecting oh, I'm going to throw my money in this account and then next year I'm going to take it out tax-free. These types of planning strategies take time. And the sooner you start, the better off you will be when it comes to retirement. The more time you give your money to grow and build momentum, the better off you are. So you have to understand that when you're starting to do tax planning from an investment standpoint, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And I, anybody who comes into my office They'll eventually hear me use the word Roth IRA on a regular basis and the different ways to get money into Roth accounts, whether it's a conversion or an actual contribution. And there's different parameters for both of those. But we'll sit down with people and based on their acceptance of market risk, we'll put a plan together that fits their needs and their wants and get them to that direction where they want to go. Right. Okay? Steve, when, when most people hear the word inflation, they automatically think bad connotations. But inflation is not necessarily bad. We always have some form of inflation in the economy. And the Federal Reserve, we kind of put them in charge to keep it in check. You know, It's the decrease in purchase power due to price increase in goods. Now, the construction industry obviously is seeing inflation like they've never seen in a, well, I'm sure they've seen it, but right now, uh, any builder you talk to, they'll tell you material costs are anywhere up between 40 and 50%. Right. That's inflation. So if you're building something, you have inflation. What your money buys you today is going to be a lot less than, say, if you made that purchase back in 2019. Okay. Okay. So you want to understand inflation risk is a huge part of planning. You have to understand how it works, how it affects things, and what it can affect. Now, and the Social Security Department understands that inflation risk is very prevalent for retirees. So they've introduced what the, what's called a COLA. It's a cost of living adjustment uh, where your Social Security payment will get notched up a certain amount each year based on what we call the consumer price index. It's basically an index based on the cost of goods, how much they increase over time. So that's good. They're going to get a little bit of a bump. 
what's bad about it is it doesn't necessarily represent what a retiree's expenses look like. It doesn't have this CPI, a huge health care component to it, where for mm-hmm. a retiree, a huge right. chunk of their expenses are probably related to health care. But, but if the inflation rate's 2.3% and they're bumping you 1.2%, I'm still on the short end of the stick. You are on the short end of the okay. stick. Yes. Uh, and what happens sometimes is they'll bump you and give you a cola, and then they'll say, oh, by the way, you know, you do pay for Medicare Part B, and we're going to have to increase that from, <laughs> right. you know, $136 to $145. So they basically what they're doing is offsetting their own cola, um, and, and you have to be aware of that. Inflation, inflation, it's amazing how much people don't realize how inflation just erodes, can erode your money. For instance... If you have $100,000 and you're making 1% at the bank, right? Inflation's two. Are you really making 1%? No, you're losing money because your money is not outpacing inflation. So you're losing that purchasing power. But, but, but see, this is where education comes in because people are saying, but I still got my 100000 You do. Well, yeah, you didn't lose your principal. You however, just, comma. Yeah, however, you lost the ability to, to use that money from a purchasing power standpoint. Got and it. you have your money's going to buy you less. So if it's not making a decent rate that outpaces inflation, then you're actually losing money. So, so, you, so how do I, what, what, what's a safe kind of vehicle uh, where I can make more than 1% and, and make more than the cost of inflation? There, there's a lot of different strategies out there, Peter. And I don't like to put one out there in front of and the. I, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, like no, that, no, but I mean, no. Could you do it through insurance or bonds and stuff like that? Spread it around. Yeah, there's several different strategies that you can in, in areas. Annuities. You can, yeah, whatever. annuities. Okay. Structured. No, there's all kinds of okay. things that that are out there. What you have to do is understand whatever we teach you, and we'll teach you all the different strategies. We're not just going to focus on one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. As, Fiduciaries, we're going to go out and show you everything that's out there and help you find what best fits you, you as an individual, because it's about you and it's your retirement. It's not our money. It's not our retirement. It's you. And it's our job to make sure that you're comfortable with doing what we're going to do and making sure that you're educated on how all these things play together and how inflation can affect the money that you have currently. So with that being said, you know, a lot of people don't look in at inflation. Sure. And I actually run income plans. And what do we say? Inflation was running, what, 2.3 in 2019? Yep. was kind of the average. Yeah, 1.4 last year. Long-term average is closer to between between 25 and 3%. Yeah. Okay. So you know what I do? I play the devil's advocate and I go, you know what? I'm running inflation at 3%. And they're like, what? Okay. I said, let's, but we can change this yep. because that's the unknown. I don't know what the future is going to bring. So I have to play the devil's advocate. It's the same thing with taxes. You sit with someone right now and you put a retirement plan together and they say, oh, well, you know, Steve, I'm in the 12% tax bracket. Hmm. Then you do the calculations on, oh, well, they're going to get a pension. She's getting a pension. They both have Social Security. Then they have their IRAs. Then you start to do the math and you go, you know, let's run this plan and say, okay, here's today at 12%. What if you? What if the federal government changes the tax brackets and now you're in a 24% tax bracket? Ouch! How does that look on your plan? And run that at 3% inflation? That's us looking down the road, trying to minimize the roadblocks. Right. 
See, I, I still think the line that you said, $100,000 in a savings account earning 1% is losing 2% of its worth due to inflation. Well, That's about as simple uh, an example as you can give. So if you've got 100000 and you're going, hey, I'm making 1%, yeah, but inflation's uh, around 3 so you're losing 2%. So, Wow. That to me is is uh, and it's a graphic changed dramatically. Bank accounts, bank savings accounts used to pay much more than inflation. Yeah, they used to be a great place to put your money and make sure you're not losing your purchasing power. But with rates where they are today at such low levels, the banks can't afford to pay much more than uh, 0.25, 0.3 percent. An analogy would be when you you bury uh, in the backyard in a mayonnaise jar a thousand dollars, right? Okay, like, great, thousand bucks. And then in fifteen years' time, go dig it up. You're not going to be able to buy the same thing with that thousand dollars that you could have today. You know, you, we all know that, right? What what's a cup of coffee cost today at Starbucks? Four or five bucks. You know, I remember when it was twenty five cents on the streets of Manhattan. Um, oh, yeah, you're old. That's inflation. Oh, I'm sorry. not that old. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> that's how much your first run-in with Starbucks was how much a cup of coffee? <laughs> like $4, $5. Well, when you get the coconut cream latte with the special foam on oh, it. Oh, man, just give they, me a it's coffee. It's an upcharge. I just want coffee, coffee. <laughs> but okay, fine. I take but, my, but, you know, I love my wife's coffee because it's at 6 o'clock in the morning, I walk downstairs and it's already brewed, fresh, poured in my cup. And, and free. And free. Um, but, well, but it's not free, but. To, to, to your point, Steve's talked about this before uh, about when you're figuring out your expenses at retirement, you guys do the list of money going out the door. Right. People don't think about my coffee at whatever the restaurant or whatever the place is that you get your coffee every day. It's two bucks. It's four bucks. And it's, that's just, that's something I do. Yeah. But it's 20 bucks a week or it's 25 bucks a week times four times. Mm -hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think about that. It's shocking how, we're a little bit off topic here, but it's shocking how people don't have a good handle on how much money they spend. I did an income plan or an expense plan with with a client the other day, and we added up all of her expenses and then everything she makes, take the taxes out, her contributions. And I said, you got $20,000 left over here. (laughs) What? I'm like, where'd that money go? I, I don't know, you know, and it's amazing. That, that's a big chunk of change, and she has no idea where it's going. I, I'll tell you, one of, uh, you want to know what one of the places are with the whole pandemic, and it's this is a very interesting, and it's been a common theme with a lot of people, everybody I've talked to. You know, we're doing reviews, and, you know, how, how are things going? Steve, I, I got so, I'm saving so much money, and these people are in retirement mm. now. I'm like, what is it? And they go, oh, you know, I think it's going out to eat. Right. And I go, well, no, I know it's going out to eat because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we become a society yes. of where it's the path of least resistance. You know, you got both people working at home. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You go home and get what? Take out or go, well, let's just run down to, yeah. you know, right. here or there, or, you know. And, and before you know it, you know, you start out once a week, then it's twice a week, then it's three times a week, six times every two weeks. Mm. That's a yeah. lot of, you know, and the average now is what? For dinner, 70 bucks. Oh, yeah. For two? Oh, yeah. 80 really? bucks? Right. If you have a drink? It, yeah. It, it, it gets it expensive. That's a lot of money. There's no way they can shove 70 bucks through the drive through window. Oh, oh, we obviously go to different places to eat. Okay, never mind. That's with a drink. Not a Coca-Cola. There we oh, go. Okay, fine. All right, look. Market risk, expansions, and recessions. Part of, part of the equation. How do you cover me for both of them? 
That's, so I can capitalize and not lose. Hello, that's what I want. Well, that's just being properly aligned with your risk profile. So if you're dealing in equities and bonds, there's a correlation there between, you know, a expansion and a recession. You know, you're going to look at your beta on your investment portfolio, and that's a technical term, I know. But what it does do is it measures, okay, against a standard, the S&P 500, if that moves in one direction, up or down, where will you move in relation to that? And, and you have to be comfortable with those movements. And there's a there's not an exact number, but there's a range. Mm-hmm. So we put that together for you when we look at that. Uh, don't forget here, market risk is actually, we're going to structure a portfolio that can withstand market risk based on your personal risk tolerance. You say, Sean, I can't, I, we can't handle a 10% decline mm-hmm. in the value of my portfolio. Right. Well, then we're going to have a lot less equities in there and more stable assets because gotcha. you told me we can't handle that, right? If you say, you know what, I can withstand a 30% decline, well, we're going to have a little bit more equities in there, a little less bonds. It's going to be a little bit more aggressive. And, and, and it's interesting because when you tell people that and then you run into a place in the market where it's running high and you get a real quick uptick and they're like, well, how come my portfolio is not doing what the market's doing? Well, because you're invested based on your risks not based on what the S&P 500 is doing. Right. And people have to keep that, that component has to stay ingrained in your brain that you're not, you know, you hear the Dow, the S&P and the NASDAQ. Most portfolio, all portfolio designs, well diversified, are not just going to be in the S&P, the Dow or the NASDAQ. You're going to be well diversified in different things so that when these things happen, you're not as affected as being 100% into one thing. I, very quickly, we've got about 60 seconds left. I've seen some ads. I've gotten direct mails. Must be junk mail. It says, uh, protect yourself from inflation. Invest in precious metals. Is is that legit or is that hokey? I think if it's part of a diversified portfolio, it's fine. Oh, okay. Right? You don't put all your eggs in one basket, as right. grandma used right. to say. No. So putting some money in some precious metals uh, as an inflation hedge, sure. Yeah. Okay. Don't put all of it in. Right. Put some in. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. If you'd like to continue the conversation, Davis Wealth Management, daviswealthmgmt.com is the website. And you go on there and you can set up your little 15-minute phone interview with Sean Toll or Steve Davis and continue the conversation. Say, look, I heard what you guys were saying, Mm -hmm. but what about? Okay, there you go. That's what it's for. daviswealthmgmt.com, all part of your healthy retirement. Sean, Steve, thanks. We'll do it again next week. Thank you. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. 